We are looking at the church this morning. The seminar title doesn't exactly explain what we're looking for. Your nose can't wee, your elbow struggles to feed you, so does your foot. We use our hands for so much and we rely on them a lot. And today's seminar is about the church and the church is God's plan for his people. So all the way through, if you look through the Old Testament, he's beginning to gather a people. And when he calls Abraham, he says, come, I want to gather your people so that you will bless the whole earth. So it wasn't talking just to the Jewish people. It grew and it grew. And when Jesus died and rose again and went to heaven, it was the church that then started to conti- continue to do what Jesus had been doing, telling people about him gathering people together and supporting one another. And we just want to look at the church this morning and why it's important to be part of a church and what your role in a church would be. So, Doug. Mm, no, actually. Who's, who likes to play charades? Anyone like to play charades? I need a few people to just come and do a few charades for me. So, um, Stephen, you can come and do the first one. You can be an, be an excellent example. So, these are all, in the Bible, the descriptions of what the church is like. So, could you do that one for me, please? If you think you know what it is he's doing, put your hand up or shout out. Yes. Soldier, no. Army. Who said that? Army, yes. The church is described as an army in in the Bible. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We stand as the church to fight against the powers and principalities of darkness. We are an army. And so as a church, it's important that we stand together so that we can fight against the powers of darkness. So that's one picture of the church in the Bible. Who'd like to come and do a charade for me? Yep, young man at the back, run out for me. Let's pick a couple of others while we're here. Who wants to do one? Uh, Yep, you can come out. You can come out. Somebody else? Yep, young lady over there, come on out. Okay, he's going to act something out for us. House, who said that? Well done, house. Fantastic. So the Bible describes the church as a house. We are living stones that are built together as a house. A house is a place of comfort. It's a place of protection. When you go home, you, you, I bet you're looking forward to going home to your house, aren't you? Finding your bed, you know, put, maybe putting on the telly. It's a place of comfort and relaxation. But it's also a place of protection. It protects us from the rain. It protects us from um, outside dangers. You know, I keep my children in the house to keep them safe from the road, from bad people that might steal them away. So the house is a place of protection and comfort. And that's what the church is, a place of protection and comfort for us as believers. Okay, next one. A field. Excellent. This young man likes to watch stars in the field. I was thinking like a farmer growing things. So it's a field. Um, Let me find the scripture for that one. We are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So he uses us. We're workers alongside him like farmers reaping in his harvest, sowing his seeds and bringing in the harvest for him. Next one. Shepherd. We're not the shepherd. We are... The sheep, the flock of sheep. Excellent. Well done. Thank you very much. Now, may the God of peace 
who through the blood of the eternal covenant bring back from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the shepherd of the sheep. We are God's sheep. So we're a flock that follow a great shepherd, our leader who um, looks after us, who provides pasture for us. We get that from the church. So we're a flock of sheep following after him. What a beautiful bride you are this morning. Thank you. Jesus describes his church as the bride. He loves his church. He tells us, he tells husbands to love their wives as Jesus loves the church. He wants to come back and bring us home. So the church is his bride, something that he rejoices in, something that he delights in, that he thinks is beautiful and wonderful, that he cares for, that he protects, that he honors. All these things that you would say about a bride, that is how Jesus feels about us. Okay, next one, a family. Jesus talks about being a family because we're all the children of God. We're brothers and sisters amongst each other. Now, when you think about a family, a family has a whole mix of different ages in it, a whole mix of different backgrounds. Um, My family, I've got four children. So my immediate family, there's my husband and I and our four children. Then I've got three brothers and sisters. So there's a bigger family around that and they're starting to have children. And we're all doing different things. I'm a stay-at-home mum. My sister, she's a career girl in London. She earns lots of money. My other sister wants to train to be a doctor. So we've all got different things. And then my mum is one of seven. So I've got 28 cousins. So there's a massive family around that. And we all, you know, some of us speak quite well, uh, like the Queen, and some of us don't. Some of us have got accents, some of us don't. Some of us are beautiful, some of us aren't. You know, there's a whole mix of people in there. No, I'm joking. Everybody's beautiful in my family. Everybody's beautiful here as well. Just looking at you, what a beautiful bunch you are. But that is the richness we have in family, and that is reflected in the church as well. So it's a wonderful place. I was chatting to some ladies back at camp the other day who were cooking for our church, and they're kind of my mum's generation. And they said, we love coming here because we get to talk to young people. We get to spend time with young people. And I said, I love coming here because I get to talk to you guys and spend time with you. There are few places in our society where you can get alongside older, wiser people and learn from them. And there'll be younger children and younger people than you who'll be looking up to you and wanting to follow you as well. And we get that from the church. We can learn wisdom from other generations. We can support one another. You know, there's a saying that says, blood is thicker than water. And I love my blood family, and they're so important to me. But actually, our church family, Scripture says that's even more important When Jesus was told his mum was waiting for him outside, and he said, who's my mum? Who are my brothers and sisters? It's the people that follow God. We want to honour our blood families, but actually the family of the church, that's going to last forever with God, with Jesus. It's a wonderful place to be and a privilege to be part of. There's the vine that um, describes, the Bible describes the church as a vine, a fruitful thing, that produces something beautiful. It's a place where fruit grows. The church has got so many pictures in the Bible to help us understand what God wants to use the church for, how God sees the church in his purposes. If you've got a Bible, you could turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47 says this. 
This is talking about the early church just after Jesus had gone back up to heaven. It says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is what Jesus wants the church to look like. People who are devoted to teaching, to hearing the word of God, to listening to their leaders and growing in wisdom through his word. People who enjoy fellowship, spending time together, getting into each other's homes and being friends. You know, going just to church on a Sunday, that's not God's plan. God's church isn't 11 till half past 12 on a Sunday morning or whenever your church meets. It's a community, a fellowship, spending time together, caring for one another, looking after one another. They shared communion with one another. They broke the bread and they remembered what Jesus had done. They remembered him, his body being broken, his blood being shed on the cross. They shared everything they had. I've had four children and usually in in our church, if you have a baby, people cook you some meals after you've had a baby just to help you have some rest and get looked after. Happens in churches all over the place. I've had at least two weeks worth of meals after each of my children. That's a lot of meals. I mean, that's like a quarter of a year. I haven't cooked because they, I've had meals provided for me after having a baby. That's, that's what it's like being in a church. You're being cared for, sharing. They're sharing their food for me. I didn't pay for that food. And as I have another baby each time, that's more and more people they're feeding. They're feeding a lot of people a lot of times because it's family. And they're sharing their possessions and caring for one another. They worshipped together. They shared meals together generously. This is what the church is like. We have small groups at our church that meet together. They might be called house groups in your church or cell groups or life groups or you might have them in your youth group called connect groups or who knows. They have all different kinds of names. But we have small groups that meet. And we, um, my husband and I run one. We've had a, we have a couple in our group who have been through a tough time recently. And they had to move um, flat they, they chose to move flat because they were like, actually, we just want to say goodbye to this tough time. We need a fresh start. So they moved into their new place, and they had a month overlap of the rental from their old place to their new place. And we had a text from them one evening saying, we can't come to group tonight. We've been told that people are moving into our old flat tomorrow. We've got to go and clean it. And we were like, oh, it's a shame they can't come to group. How can, how can we help them? So when everybody arrived at our house at 8 o'clock that evening, we were like, we're not actually having group here tonight. Get into our car. We're going to go to this couple's house. So we piled into our car and took the cleaning stuff with them. And we arrived at their flat. But they still had two weeks left of the rental. So it was a big surprise. They were suddenly being told there's people moving in. And we got there. And a group of us that ranged from my husband and I, who were young family, an older lady who's um, uh, single and lives on her own. She's 
uh, approaching 70. Um, there's a, a lady who comes without her husband. Um, she's got teenage children. Uh, she came with us. A couple of young single guys in their 20s. All of us piled into our car and went around to this couple's house. And we got there and they're like, what are you doing here? We said, well, we come to clean with you. We come to help you. This is, this is what church is. You know, it's great to meet together and pray and study the Bible. But when you need us, we want to be here for you. And so we spent the evening cleaning together and um, making their house ready for the new tenants to move in. You know, church is about knowing God's word. It's about building each other up. But it's about doing life together as well and being a family together and serving one another in community. I've got some matches here. If you want to be a Christian on your own, it's a bit like a match. You'll go back from New Day with a little bit of fire in your heart. God's spoken to you and you're feeling passionate. But actually, if this match just stays on its own, it doesn't last for long. It burns out pretty quickly and it just dies. The flame goes or I blow it out before it binds my fingers. But if I was to put that match on a bonfire, then it's going to set, a, it's going to keep burning. It's going to keep blazing because it's going to be part of a bigger thing. If you try to go home from here and do it on your own, you're just going to burn out. You need to get fed. You need to get into community. You need to get yourself into that place so that you can stand with other believers and so that they can build you up and you can walk together. So that when it's you that's had a tough time, your friends, your family can come around you and say, come on, we'll carry you through this. So that when your friends have a tough time, you can carry them through it. There's one more picture in the Bible, and that's... uh, the, bi- the body, I'm going to hand over to Doug and he's going to talk about that. Brilliant, thanks so much. Does anyone want to help me build something quickly, please? Okay, I need five people, so you, uh, so have you already been up? Has anyone not been up yet? Okay, you guys at the front, you two, in the green as well. One more, and yeah, Cassie, you can play, and yes, in the orange t-shirt, do you want to come play as well? Okay, you guys need to form a little line here. I'll have you at the front, you number one. Okay, you can be number two. Cassie, do you want to be number three? Black t-shirt, do you want to be number four? You can be number five. And special roll on the end, number six. Okay, so guys, we're going to build a little machine. I've got high hopes for this machine. You guys think they can produce something special at the end? Stephen, would you be able to uh, stand on the end for me? I think you're going to see what Stephen gets when I run my little machine. Okay, so these guys... What's your name? Rachel. Rachel. What is your, what's the, do you think is the best noise that you can make? Any kind of noise? Really, it needs to be really loud. Some sort of shout or yelp? Just do it. Ah! Come on, let's hear it. Anything. Okay, boo. So, when I'm going to start the machine, we're going to work our way down. We're going to see what each one does. But for Rachel, it's, I'm going to drop her arm. That's going to start the machine. And she's going to say, boo. Next in the line. Joanna, what noise are you going to make, Joanna? Any kind of noise? Can you do some sort of arm action as well? Can you wave your arms? Joanna's doing the woo turn. Okay, so we've got boo, woo turn. Cassie, what have you got? The Cassie car, we call it. Up next, what have you got from you? Can you get some leg action so you can do some crazy knees? Come on, guys. Otherwise, we'll have to get someone else up. Crazy knees, let's go. Okay, go crazy knees and some sort of noise. Wake up the hut. Okay, what have you got, sir? Yahweh. Yahweh. Love that. Okay, and on the end, I already know what you're going to do, and I want to see it. 
and it's going to end up, we're going to see what it's going to produce. All right? Not yet, not yet. I know what's going to happen. It's going to, I think it's going to work. You guys got faith? Shall we just start the machine? You guys going to be loud? Sorry? I think we should get rid of him. I think we should change his noise, I reckon. I think we turn him into a little, into a little beep, maybe. Just a beep. Yeah, just a little beep. I think we're going to run, run the machine once. We're going to see what happens. And then we'll have a look at it, okay? So, Rachel's arms out. You guys ready? Remember, nice and loud. And on the end, what's it produced? A big hug. Oh, guys, look at that. Probably the least enthusiastic hug machine you have ever seen in your life. But we have produced a hug machine. Look, it works beautifully. It's very special. Cassie, sorry, guys, I've actually just left something. Can I? That beep. I'm sorry, excuse me, your beep. I just think it's pointless. Can you go and sit down, please? I just don't think there's any point in having that beep in it. It's not very good, is it? I mean, who needs a beep? I think it's much better if we just get rid of him and then we can actually just do all girls. I think it will be a much better machine if we get rid of that beep. Okay, so Doug will be back in a second and uh, he can run the machine again and we'll see how it works now. Here you go, Doug. Sorry, I just didn't bring any water with me. It's quite hard speaking for a little while. I'm not having any water. Great. Should we see the machine? It's looking good. Oh, I love the hug machine. Okay, let's run it again. Rachel, need more from you. Machine looks a little bit different from what? It's fine. Just go with it. Great. Looks good. Remember, loud. I want to hear all the beeps, all the noises, all the turns. Rachel, you ready? Your crazy bop noise. You wild thing. Okay, ready? Come on, the hug machine. What was that? What happened to the hug? We've made a kick machine. I nip away for two seconds. What has happened? What happened to him? He was the best part. He came up with an amazing noise and a good action and we turned it into a beep and then we got rid of him. Well, who gave you the authority? Just because you're taking the seminar, I mean... Doesn't mean you can just change my little hug machine. Mate, what's your name? Who wants to see Yanni back in? Get back in the machine, son. Jump in. Okay. For one final crazy time, Rachel, please, honestly, you need to calm down. You need to chill out. Honestly, you're taking this way too... This is not a big deal. It's just a hug machine. Just chill out. St- stop jumping. Stop getting excited. Stop texting all your mates back home. And again, not too loud, please, okay? It's too loud last time. Scaring people. Ready for the hug machine. Here we go. Here we go. Here come the crazy knees. And the favorite bit. Oh, there it is. Guys, round of applause. For our hug machine, take your seats. You guys are listening incredibly well. I am just going to be speaking really briefly um, about your role within your church back home. Okay, so we had the hug machine 
And 1 Corinthians 12 says, For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. And this is for you this morning. You are the body of Christ, and you are individually members of it. Okay, I just want to talk through three things this morning. Um, just about, yeah, your role within your church, uh, what happens after New Day, what does that look like? Maybe you're part of a church at the minute. And um, so my first point is that I want you guys to be prayerful. Okay, starting with prayer, we've heard about that already this week. Um, prayer is the best place to start. Because like we saw the machine, there are lots of different roles um, back at your church, um, as you might see with all your youth leaders, you might have elders, some of you might have deacons or people who do the preaching, uh, some of you might have tea and coffee people, and some of your youth groups might help serve somewhere. Some people are home group leaders or small group leaders, and people will just do all sorts all across the church. And there, there are different ways to get stuck in. There are different ways to serve uh, your church. And uh, some of those have amazing titles, and some of those are just really simple and ordinary. But what I want you guys to do is to get stuck in. And in order to do that, I want you guys to begin prayerfully. So be asking God, God, where do you want me, uh, where do you want to use me uh, in my church? Where can I get stuck in? Uh, I want you to be asking him, uh, being prayerful in every circumstance. As we heard this morning and a few other times, it's really easy uh, to praise God and to ask him things while at New Day, or it's really helpful to have a text line where you can ask a question. Whereas actually all through the year, you guys can be praying about, God, what, where do you want to use me? Because God loves um, availability uh, more than he loves uh, ability. I am a great example of this, as is lots of the people you've seen on stage. Uh, we're, some of us, more naturally gifted at jumping up and speaking than others. Um, others, uh, people who've been, you've been seeing at New Day, uh, have just got stuck involved. And God loves to bless you. When you get stuck in, when you're all in for him, um, he loves uh, providing you with what you need. Um, but begin prayerfully this week. Okay, so when you go back to your church, you can be asking questions. Uh, you can be asking, finding out where the needs are. If there's a group that needs help, um, as Cassie said, if there are people that need help with cleaning, you can be asking questions. Uh, but ultimately, the best place to start is to begin prayerfully. Okay, the next place that I'd love us to go is we heard a little bit about um, this the other day, and that was uh, being faithful in all things. Okay, Simon, uh, what was Simon talking about? What kind of chores was he mentioning? And you remember some of the things that he had to do at home? Mowing the lawn. Yeah, his brother was the mole picking up food from the floor. And Simon was teaching us about being faithful in all things. Okay, God is an amazing father. He's so generous to us. And uh, I want you guys uh, to be faithful in all that you do. I want you guys to get stuck in and uh, be all in, as I said. There are loads of people um, probably back at your church. Uh, there are guys, who you, uh, guys and girls who you might look up to. Um, there are loads of people who do, might do amazing things uh, that you might have seen at New Day. And you think, man, that is really impressive. I want to be really uh, like that person. I really feel this morning that God actually wants to remind you uh, that he has made you uh, who you are. 
This is something I really, really struggle with for a long time. Um, I go to the same church as Stephen and other great guys, Joel, um, who's speaking, Simon. I go to the same church as Simon as well. So I'm surrounded by some absolute heroes. And for a long time, I really struggled to think, oh, I just want to be like that. Or I just want to be like him. Or I just want to be doing what he's doing. I really struggle with jealousy. I really struggle with knowing I had to really come before God and say, God, what do, you, what do you want me to do? What are my skills? And that took me a long, long time. You can often get really distracted uh, by other people around you. I really feel God wants to say to you this morning that he wants you uh, to enjoy being you. That he has made you who you are. He has given you the skills uh, that he has given you. Uh, look to the person next to you and say, you are unique. You are unique. Say it one more time. And say, you are also a bit smelly. Please have a shower later. That is also true. Okay. But you guys, you have been made the way you are. And God has a specific role for you this morning. Um, God has, uh, knows everything about you. He loves everything about you. Uh, there are bits of you. Um, I hated my name for years and years. I used to lie in bed at night. I just imagine it, I used to, would have loved to have been some sort of famous footballer. And I used to lie in bed. I just imagine it being called over the tannoy and thinking, that sounds awful. Actually, that was something God spoke to me a few years ago about. He knows my name. He loves my name. And it's something I'm, really, I'm now really proud of. Um, I love my name. And uh, God knows me. He knows me intimately. Uh, my name is uh, Douglas Gordon Ballantyne Reed. That is my full name. If I had played football, it would be unlikely they'd have called out my full name because it would have taken a little while. Um, but just my f- even just my first name, I was not a fan of. But actually, God, re- God has really spoken to me um, about being myself, about how, how, he is, uh, how he loves me as an individual. And that is the same for you guys this morning. Um, that he has given you specific roles. Some of you might have the glamorous Rachel role, be really loud like she was, really crazy arms. Uh, she had an amazing role in the machine. She was the starter. She started the whole thing off. Or you might be really like um, this young man. You just might be a bit more quiet, a bit more understated. You might just be a beep. But actually, God, like we saw the machine, the beep is so important. And actually the same thing would have happened with that machine. If we taken any of them out, the machine just wouldn't have worked. Actually, God wants you, you guys, to be faithful. He wants you to get stuck in and he wants you to commit. It'd be really easy when I was looking at all those other guys and thinking, oh, I want to be like that. I could have spent a long time just thinking, actually, I'm just, until I'm like that, I'm not going to do anything. And that's the real danger is that you go away and think, right, I'm going to spend the next 10 years being absolutely perfect and reading my Bible cover to cover every day and not speaking to anyone. And then I can appear and people will be amazed and I'll get asked to do all sorts and they'll give me a role at church and they'll finally let me be the person who tops up the milk at the tea and coffee bar, which is actually a very important role. That's what I want to say. Every role that you see at church, every skill that you've been given is so, so important. So please don't discount yourself. Get stuck in and be faithful in all that God has given you and all that you give yourself to.
And finally, it's all about Jesus. Who knows what a cornerstone is? Yeah. So the cornerstone is a key stone in architectural terms. Okay, when you're building a building, you need the cornerstone. It holds everything together. And Jesus is that cornerstone for our lives, uh, for the church, for everything we do. It is all about Jesus this morning. Who can tell me some of the miracles Jesus performed? Shout one out. Yeah, Jesus turned water into wine. Jesus loved to bless people. Jesus loved to turn up to a party and be the absolute heart of it. He changed water into wine. Imagine that happening at your wedding or at a party. Jesus turning up. He loved to bless people just without even question. He said, I'm going to change. I'm going to turn this whole thing around. This situation was going one way and I've turned it around. And that's the same for the church. We can bless people. That is what the church is there, to bless people. Anyone else? Another miracle Jesus performed. Healing. Who has heard about any healings this week? Yeah. These, all these things we're hearing about Jesus, these aren't just fairy tales. These aren't just historical things that happened years and years ago. These are things that in our churches we can expect today. Okay? You guys can be praying about these things. Maybe in your youth groups. You can be starting really small, like Simon said. Be faithful in the small things. It's fine to start small. Jesus healed people, and we can expect the same today. When we pray for healings, in Jesus' name, today, people are being healed. People were healed this week here at New Day. You see, miracles are happening today. One more, anyone else? Anything that Jesus did? Walked on water. Exactly, another incredible miracle. Okay, we can expect the unexpected. Okay, God calmed a storm. He walked on water. In every circumstance, Jesus is the same. Okay, we can put our trust fully in him. We need to be looking to him for every example of the way we do church. Every way in which we serve people. Okay, Jesus often was on his way. He was always, sorry, on his way to something. Jesus never just kind of like was like, oh, I've got a free day today. Jesus was always Jesus. Okay, in his ministry time, he would often be walking from one place to another, like, right, I've got to go see that person. And he often got stopped. And it's not like he said, oh, sorry, I can't actually. I'm on my way to somewhere else. Sorry, guys. He stopped. He gave people his time. Jesus was always ready and willing to talk to people, always willing to serve people. There was nothing that was too much. Jesus has given us a perfect example of how to be people in our communities, how to love our friends, how to bless people, how to pray, how to heal. We need to look to Jesus in all these things, and especially in the way in which we approach church, our role within church, and what to expect uh, from our church. I'm going to hand back over to Cassie, who's just going to close our seminar. Um, You guys are listening so, so well. Oh, thanks so much for being with us all week uh, in All About That Base. So if you've listened to us this morning and you thought, I want to go back home, I want to get stuck into my church, I want to play my role, then I want you to take a Pledge of Allegiance, School of Rock style. So if you feel like you want to go home and get stuck in, put your hand on your heart and repeat after me. I pledge allegiance to my church to get stuck in and give my all 
in the big things and the small. I want to be faithful to my family, to my body, to my army, to my church. Let's go and do it. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) 